the college football experience. Penn State Nittany Lions 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollars to you know thousand dollar prize to the top. The winner, the top winner that works. Join today at sports slash Patreon. Once again, that is sports slash Patreon. And remember as always folks to let it ride. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of circle Las Vegas. You're listening to FGPN. Let it ride. James Franklin. I mean, fans just say they, they got to get it done this year, man. The guy's got four 11 win seasons. I can't wait to talk about the excitement going on in state college, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I certainly hope the pressure isn't on Franklin. I, I know the opportunity is huge maybe bigger than ever under Franklin, but there shouldn't be pressure. I don't on know, him buddy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we're going to talk all about it. Perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swinging Dad to Base Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Yes. Franklin's saying you're going to pay for it, Ohio State and Michigan, because we're loaded this year. This is the year they've been building for. But he is 78 and 36 at Penn State. All right, he's only had one losing season. That was the COVID year, when the Big Ten said they didn't want to have a, a season. Then, like at the final seconds, said, no, 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 let's have a season. <laughs> Hope they realize they're still wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing. Wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, well, let's talk about Penn State, baby. Where, where, where did Penn State fall on that? We know Michigan didn't want football in 2020 originally. We know yeah. Ohio State did saved college football kind of in 2020. Yeah, curious where Penn, Pennsylvania might have been pro, right? Northwestern, we know didn't. Yeah. The usual suspects. Gutless, Penn, gutless wonders like they always Penn are. Penn State being a swing state, you know, is this a swing year? It could be. It could be. With Drew Aller, now, you know, highly recruited quarterback. We're going to talk about it, uh, but, but, you know, we'll go through the offense, the defense, the special teams, the transfer portal, and we'll go game by game on the schedule on this very episode. But 
Patty C. I'm curious. What do you think of one James Franklin? Well, you know, he got most of his coaching skills while he was at James Madison University. So Ooh, I would argue course. Washington State. You know, ah, uh, you know, m- moving up and down the uh, the coaching ranks, getting getting skills from great programs left and right. Look, he's a great coach. There's no doubt about it. Now, I guess when you compare him to the legends of Penn State coaching history, he's certainly got advantages in certain areas, but uh, not in terms of win percentage. Going back to Joe Paterno, obviously all that being there, the guy won a lot, you know, and so the Penn State expectations have to be pretty high. But man, you look back a season ago, that Ohio State game, I feel like they had Ohio State on the ropes and they failed. You know, they should have got that one. Michigan obviously destroys them. Mich- both Michigan and Ohio State were playoff teams. Penn State wasn't. Penn State destroys everyone else on their schedule, except, I mean, Purdue, I guess, was a close win, but they win by 36 against a 10 win Ohio Bobcat team. I mean, they- let, let's talk about this, too. Against the 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 losses, Penn State and or Ohio State and Michigan, they were beating Ohio State. I want to say in the second half. I know they're they're beating. I got it pulled up right here. They're beating beat Maryland thirty nothing. Yeah, they should have beat Ohio State. I really felt like they were there at least neck and neck. That, that, it's uh, not a thirteen point game. That uh, yeah. uh, uh, Polynesian uh, defensive end destroyed oh, game Penn of his State. life. Yeah, game of uh, his Penn life. State had the lead on Michigan with uh, twelve minutes left in the third quarter. So in the second half, they had the lead. The Michigan obviously poured it on with some huge Donovan Edwards runs. Well, and then I mean, well, how too. about what they did to uh, uh, Maryland in that in that uh, fake rivalry that they try to sell us every <laughs> year? Thirty to nothing, goose goose egged uh, Mike Loxley, and then row the boat. Woo! Twenty eight point loss for PJ Fleck. Uh, the Auburn Tigers lost by twenty nine. Now Auburn didn't have a winning record, but still um, they have talent. You know, beat Utah in the Rose Bowl. I know uh, what's his name, Cam Rising towards ACL. That game is still nice win. Yeah, fourteen nice point win. That's a great yeah. win. Yeah. Uh, uh, by the, the way, Northern that- Western game was actually one of their closer games. <laughs> Patty Fitzgerald doing his thing. Um, well, was doing his thing. Um, look, forty-two and three all time against that arch rival Maryland. I'm glad you know the Big Ten. Really stringing together yeah. some great rivalry matchups yeah, here, big time rivalry. Patty, see though, what do you feel about James Franklin? Like, you think this is this? This seems like the year he's got his best roster. I know next year is probably going to be one Even of those years too, because yeah. Aller and both running backs will be back. Yeah, um, but this year does well. It presents a unique opportunity because Ohio State, in particular, who has been you know even though they played him very close. Ohio State has the bigger talent edge on Penn State than Michigan does. Michigan and Penn State are pretty darn close talent wise. Uh, Ohio State a little bit above both, um, but I think Ohio State with a new quarterback, yeah, you know the opportunity is there to get them even on the road. Yeah, but I just feel like they've been building for this. They've been recruiting better and better and better. The line of scrimmage is supposed to be this is supposed to be their best. This is supposed to be the best team he's ever had. Yeah, and Clifford, give Sean Clifford credit. He's what the all-time leading passer in Penn State history at this point, but just the quintessential kind of game manager. Maybe not from a uh, an attitude perspective, although I think kind of, uh, but from a skills perspective, he just didn't have elite tools, you know, to work with, whether it be arm or running ability or size. So now you bring in Aller, who is the number one. Uh, 
quarterback in the nation a couple of years ago yeah. coming out of high school. And, and those backs, everyone, the portal. We're gonna talk all about it. Patty, see this team that's won a lot of national championships. You want to talk about this is another one. Feel free to hit us up, Penn State, you know, because you guys should be claiming way more national championships than you <laughs> actually, you know. Ninety-four. I mean, look, I think Nebraska probably would have won, but they didn't play. Yeah. Claim it. How many other ones? I mean, it's Joe just like Joe had four undefeated seasons. Eighty-six. Where he yeah. didn't have the opportunity. Seventy-three. Well, eighty-six. They actually. Yeah, they won. got it. Yeah. yeah. Sixty-nine. Sixty-eight. I mean, come on. There's just uh, the guy went undefeated. Forty-seven. They for went undefeated. two years in a row and didn't get an national. They didn't lose a game in forty-seven. You can go on and on and on. Uh, nineteen eleven. Nineteen twelve. This is a bunch. Nineteen oh nine. Come on. We're giving them national championships. Eighteen ninety four, they were undefeated. Maybe yes. I don't know what it is about you know the difference between all those states in the Midwest: Michigan, Ohio, Penn State. To me, they're all kind of the same state, you yeah. know. Uh, and you know, great football, uh, Midwestern values for the most part. I guess you know there are two parts of Pennsylvania. You basically have Eastern Pennsylvania and then the rest of it. But even a lot of Pe- Pennsylvania, I think you have Philly and then the rest of Pennsylvania, but whatever it is, it seems like they're the same as those other schools, but they get disrespected a lot more, you know, in terms of prestige and getting the benefit of the doubt than the likes of Michigan or Ohio state. I would be curious how many times Michigan has an undefeated season that wasn't rewarded with the national championship. Likewise, Ohio state. Yeah. As we just, it's dude, that's Penn state's got like 10 count them up. Like they, they, they got to count them. They got to count them. It's just a lot of bullshit. They've been playing football since 1881. Patty C. 1881. Mm. We're going to talk all about, uh, you know, this year's 2023 team uh, offense, defense, special teams uh, go game by game on the schedule. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience, Penn state Nittany lions previews brought to you by uh, sports scaling podcast, Patreon. Yes. Uh, the sports scaling podcast, Patreon is a perfect, it's just perfect for the diehard DJ sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollars for first place. Plus a monthly SGP stories podcast. You might hear that time. Patty C took out, uh, took out uh, his tech bowl loss on the wall. All right. <laughs> and uh, an ad free, it's going to be an ad free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs, the time you cost me eighty eight hundred dollars. <laughs> filthy, filthy. Uh, no, uh, there's even a Discord channel too, just for our, our patrons. But you need to know this: Sports Gambling Podcast has and will always give out their picks for free. We've been rocking since 2011, and that ain't changing. All right, the Patreon is just a great way to get uh, to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. Yeah, we've been independent. We've been rocking 2011. That's what. 12 years of independence. Boom. All right. We're looking like Notre Dame now. Yeah. Come on. We don't want a conference, right? Sports podcast.com slash Patreon. That's sports podcast.com slash Patreon. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Uh, Pitt state did a lion preview. And I feel like if you've been listening to our, all of our 133 previews, check us out because uh, you know, we have a rhythm to this thing and we got to talk about the transfer portal first. Hopefully you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And remember, we also host the college basketball experience where we talk college hoops uh, year round, but also when the season starts every single night of the season, I'll be here. Also the college baseball experience, the FCS college football experience and the big 12 experience new. We might even have the big 10 coming soon. Boom, um, Folks, uh, the transfer portal. Let's talk about it. Cause what Penn state lost Patty C 
They had Storm Duck for like a, a half a second. He transferred from North Carolina into Penn State, and then he was like, "No, I'm out to Louisville." <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but he's gone. Um, offensive tackle couldn't crack the starting lineup, maybe. That or Louisville opened up a big bag of cash. You never know. More likely to yeah. be the case. Uh, offensive tackle Jimmy Jimmy Christ headed out to the Virginia Cavaliers. God knows they needed offensive lineman. That was wow. the worst offensive line of year. How ago. about that? Uh, you know, as a Northern Virginia native and a Virginia native in general, uh, having seen oh, what was it the other year, six of our top ten prospects in the state went to Penn State. Uh, nice to get something back from Penn State. <clears throat> Thank you. Wide receiver Jaden Dotton is in the portal. Cornerback uh, Marquise Wilson heads out to the Boilermakers of Purdue. Four-star transfer. Boiler up, they're Here's saying. The Twenty Penn tackles, C. two passes defended. It's a little bit of a loss. Running back Kavion Lee heads out to Hale State, Mississippi State, and Kevin Barbet and Zach Arnett in Stark the, Vegas. Uh, yeah, number four rusher, but under a hundred rushing yards on the year. A little bit of a loss though. Jamari Button, linebacker. He says, "I'm out of here." Still in the portal, but uh, he is out of there. Eight tackles, depth. Four-star transfer though. Um, Patty C. How about this one? Defensive lineman Fatorma Moba. Guess where he transferred? West Virginia. Oh, I, I mean, I know they don't play anymore until this year. That's like a that's a kind of a brutal rivalry, and you know they play week one. I mean, brutal, but I, I guess is there, is there animosity still between the two fan bases? It's been so fucking long, 48 and nine all time. When was the last time they played 91 or 92 or something? Uh, 92, a yep. long time ago, man. They used to play all the time. Yeah. What happened? And, and honestly, uh, West Virginia's success was largely in the early days of that Penn state making West Virginia look mm. like Maryland over mm. the last, I'd like to see that rivalry come back. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. Uh, but that's interesting that he heads out. He's going to play his old team week one cornerback. Jeffrey Davis hit the portal. Hasn't landed anywhere yet. As far as 24, seven sports telling us, uh, how about this one? Uh, Rodney McGraw on the defensive end. He heads out to Louisville and Jeff Brown as well. Depth loss. One tackle off its tackle. Malik McNeil hits the portal quarterback. Christian. How do I pronounce this guy's last name? Uh, Vallejo value. Yeah. Anyway, I know he's, uh, I know Narduzzi was happy about this one. He goes to pit, but once again, it sounds like going to the rival. (laughs) What the fuck that that game needs to be on the schedule every year. Yeah. Come on. All right. Look the West Virginia one. Okay. How about do that? Every every other year. Yeah. Or every other year. Every three years. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the pit game, come on. Yeah. Don't end the season. Who do they play to end the season this year, Patty C? Uh, they play Michigan State, which yeah. you know I'll give it a little. Credit. I did love that game in the snow a couple years it's ago. It's developed a little bit in my no, it mind. It sucks this year though. Yeah, I mean they they just fucked it up. But yeah, uh, Pitt still by far their most played. Uh, Come on, rival. play by the Pitt game. Yeah, and we it's want a great the series. Pitt game. Penn State only leads that fifty-three to forty-three all time. That game's perfect. How yeah. do you fuck this up? Your two Power football? Five programs in the same state. God, figure um, it out. All right, uh, incoming in the portal, Patty C. Hey, you know that's not a terrible uh, amount of losses, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, incoming, I think uh, you'll be excited because Odavian Collins, cornerback from Mississippi State. It's like they send Kavion Lee down there, said, "Give us a, give us, a, give us someone to return a, 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 a corner." 
you know, boom happens. Very nice. Um, defensive lineman, a three-star uh, transfer or three-star yeah. prospect. Defensive lineman Alonzo Ford from Old Dominion going into Virginia. So look, they send a little offensive lineman down the the Wahoos. They say we're going to take a little ODU defensive lineman back. You know, th- I'll say this: they better be careful about if they expand into Virginia and give uh, big uh, Virginia Big Ten that you know cred and platform. Cause I feel like Rutgers has been able to start to put a little more mm. of a fence around whereas Penn state, Michigan and Ohio state would just go in there and raid it and Notre Dame. Now Rutgers keeping a little of that talent. Virginia is part of the lifeblood of what keeps Penn state football going. Be careful. Uh, good note. Good note. Also, I forgot to mention they lost running back Devin Ford to Notre Dame. Mm. Interesting. Ouchie. Well, stuck uh, down the depth chart. Yeah. Uh, running back Trey Potts though comes in from the Minnesota Golden Gophers to the Penn State Nittany Lions. Minnesota's been very good on the ground lately, so getting that dub. There you go. Wide receiver Malik McLean coming in from Florida State, hmm. bringing a little uh, five star, a little little hot shot Florida talent. There you go. Um, then they go out and get Florida Atlantic punter. Riley Thompson with the Owls and Boca Raton says, come on over here. This one was a huge get here. Dante Cephas wide receiver from Kent state. He was a fucking stud at Kent state. Yeah. Here's what I like about, and that's, that's what they brought in. Here's what I like about it. I mean, obviously Thompson's the punter, but like Cephas, I think you're going to see him starting 48 receptions, 744 yards, three touchdowns, big play guy, 15.5 yards per catch. Yeah. Getting Cephas and McLean to address their wideout position, nice. You know, and that's right? not even actually 2021 was uh, Cephas' yeah. huge year. Well, that's because uh, Crum uh, they got injured last year, right? Crum okay. got injured, right? Gotcha. Or not Crum, but uh, Schley. Um, 82 catches for 1,240 yards. He can and play. Nine touchdowns. He can play in 21. Now you you bring in those receivers from Florida State and Kent State that I think are going to be big hits. Bring in a punter. That's always good. Trey Potts adds a little bit of depth. He's got three years of of uh, eligibility. And then the OD I'm curious about Alonzo Ford on the defensive line and, and the corner Collins from Mississippi state, but either way, I'm going to say they won the portal Patty. See, how about you? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like they hit any super home runs outside of Cephas, um, but uh, or Cephas, however you pronounce that. But uh, look, they are already a pretty well stocked, you know, offensive room returning. And then you add that in defensively, you know, I guess uh, an excellent unit there too. I would have liked to see a little more uh, life injected defensively, but you know, I would say a wash defensively, a slight upgrade offensively. Well, I think the recruiting is going to speak for the defensive side of the ball, but let's talk about it. The offense real uh, quick recruiting uh, by the way, um, you know, he's been, he's been teetering in the, uh, you know, low, low teen range for most of this time. In fact, the national composite has Penn State at uh, number 15 as of 2022, the most recent uh, rankings. Um, number three in conference, as you would expect. But this year's recruiting class, 2024, obviously none of the talent is there, but he's up to number six. Can he hold Penn State? Maybe James Franklin finally ready to take the next step. Yeah. And let's talk about the offense. Mike Urich, uh, 19th scoring offense a season ago. Um, He's in his third year as the OC, by the way. Uh, 16th rushing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm staying corrected. 44th rushing offense in the country. 45th passing offense, charting at 33rd in total offense. Patty C. 
Should we expect that number to jump up with the fact those running backs are back and they got a quarterback that's not a lawn chair, right? Even though Clifford wasn't a lawn chair either. Clifford had yeah, he was not a lawn chair. Sixty-four percent completion percentage, twenty-four touchdowns, timely seven interceptions. interceptions. Yeah, and just like a little bit of the Kirk Cousins thing, where it's like when you need the big play, he checks down. Or he just can't yeah. scramble for yeah. it. Like the the lost yardage that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, he didn't have the it factor. Whereas like we like we mentioned, when they brought in uh who was it a couple years back? The guy who went to the Titans. Uh played for uh I was gonna say McSorley, but wait, the Titans. Yeah, he was supposed to be the top pick in the draft. I'm drawing a blank. They, Will Will Levis. Oh yeah. They I'm brought sorry. in Levis. Levis had the it factor, yeah. but you know, you're talking Hackenberg for a second. <laughs> I'm talking about Mr. Yeah. Interception. Yeah. Uh, no, Levis came in and maybe that's what we see is I would in fact expect to see Aller look a little bit like Levis. I wasn't super impressed with Alice uh, Aller in um, limited time last year, 58% completion percentage. He did have four touchdowns, zero interceptions, but I just he's think, also a freshman. Yeah. He's got the, he's got a talent. If he can polish it up, then yeah, there's, there's a lot more potential there. Well, I mean, this season I think we'll ride with that because I mean you got I think you gotta be thrilled. Let's talk about it. Drew Aller, the quarterback there. They got Bo Pribula and Jackson Smolik as the uh, backups there. Kinda don't know much about their backups, but uh um either way, you gotta love uh and Pribula was a was a high recruit, so yeah. Yeah, you'd like to, you know, have a little more depth uh, with experience, but if, if that's probably the biggest question mark on the entire team at this point, yeah, which is the ironic depth at the quarterback spot, he's probably the most talented it, player yeah. out there or one of them, dude, how about this running back room? Arguably one of the best, if not the best in the nation with yeah. Singleton and Allen. Oh man. They pop off screen, dude. Yeah. Both of them pop off screen. I understand why Lee bounced down to uh, <laughs> Mississippi state. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to be studs. They're fucking studs. Um, Singleton, six point eight yards per attempt, good for third in the nation. He can fly, you know. I don't know the last time Penn State had a true like burner at the running back. I guess Saquon Barkley. Say, I was like Barkley, plenty was, fast. Yeah, yeah, but I still think of him as kind of like a power back, you know. But he could fly. He was just an everything back. Well, the wide receiver position seems you know Keandre Lambert Smith is back, and once again they add Dante Cephas. Those are the two. I mean. Those two are penciled in the start. They're breaking in Harrison Wallace, uh, a guy who played in 13 games a season ago. Once again, they also add McLean, Malik McLean from Florida State. So you'll probably see him in as well. Patty C, you got to like the receiving room with them getting Cephas McLean for some depth. And then, uh, you know, they're, they're excited about Harrison Wallace. And then obviously, Keandre Lambert Smith is, is a very good player from a season ago. So you got to like this, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's see. Uh, Theo Johnson, the tight end, was good for. Yeah, I was. I was about to mention him, and and really, I like Tyler Warren too. They they have good tight end depth. Johnson twenty receptions, Warren ten receptions. Now, who's the leading receiver coming back here? Lambert Smith. Lambert Smith. He was good for twenty four catches, three eighty nine. You know, uh, got eighteen starts in his career. Though. Did Mitchell? What happened with Mitchell Tinsley? Um, He's off. Did he? Uh, yeah. Did he get drafted? He's gone. All right. It doesn't look like he got drafted. Um, I guess with a team of this magnitude, maybe we should talk about what they lost in the draft. Joey Porter at corner. He was a stud. It's a he tough was a fucking L. stud. Yeah. Uh, Brennan Strange, tight end, Juice Scruggs, center. 
And then on the uh, Sean Clifford even got drafted in the fifth round and then Parker Washington. So they did lose like five offensive players to the, uh, to the draft here, but they're going to be lo- there. This team is loaded. Four, man. Look, the offensive line returns four of five. So they're going to take that next step up. I think uh, right there. I mean, it's really all on drew Aller. Yeah. Drew, drew Aller. Yeah. I'd be curious to get the uh, pop, proper pronunciation on that. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to have it pretty soon. Cause he's going to be heavily featured on your TV screen. I mean, do you think the offense will be better than say 33rd from a year ago? I would assume so. All right. Now let's take a look at the defense. Manny Diaz. Remember when he was a temple coach for like one day and then left for Miami. Yeah. He's doing a good job at Penn state. And this is what I'm saying. Well, you know, you know real quick offensively, maybe it's a system thing that puts a ceiling on there. Cause even though they're stacked, it seems like pretty much across the board. Would you say Franklin has traditionally been a little bit of a conservative play caller? Let's say or yeah. had a conservative yeah. play caller. Sure. Yeah. Um, buddy, but the defensive side of the ball, this is where you were surprised they weren't more active in the portal. I don't know that they needed to be because last season, tenth in the nation in scoring defense, sixteenth in rush defense, forty fifth in pass defense, charting at the number sixteen defense in America, and they bring back a solid amount of them. I mean, uh, we got eight starters back on the defensive side of the ball, buddy. Uh, let defensive line uh, brings back two of four. And I think that's what you circle. Cause obviously you play in the big 10, but uh, I know Isaac at the right end spot. And then the defensive tackle Durant Zane Durant. Those two are back starting. Uh, they are counting on Devon Ellie's at the nose guard spot and Damian Robinson, who did play at five and a half sacks a season ago. Um, to step up in the starting spot in 2023, and perhaps they can. Patty, see the linebacker room. Oh, Chop, Chop Robinson feels like he's been there for like how long? Oh, a solid amount of time, I would say. But, um, buddy, how about this linebacker room? You gotta be excited about this. Abdul Carter, Kobe King, Curtis Jacobs. They're gonna have a really good. I mean, stacked. Is that four returning starters at the linebacker? Yeah, room? Tyler. Uh, Elsden back as well. And look, Carter was second team all big 10 a year ago. The secondary, you got to love it. Even though you lose Porter, you got Kalen King third in the nation and passes defense to a 16. You got Johnny Dixon. You got Keaton Ellis all back. They're breaking in Jalen Reed at the strong safety spot. He did play 13 games a season ago, 31 tackles. Uh, Riley Thompson, the punter I alluded to comes in from FAU and he is projected to be the starter and the kicker though. Interesting. He transfers in from the Ivy league, Alex Falcons. He was a uh, two time all Ivy kicker of the year, buddy. So uh, Patty C will the defense and offense be better. And this is the year, right? This has got to be the year, right? Oh, do, do, do. I mean the defense probably can't be a ton better. Number 16 overall. I mean, yes, it is possible, uh, but the level of competition, you know, you're playing big 10. You're not just, you know, playing a schedule where you kick everyone's ass every week. The competition's legit. So yeah. it's a, it's solid, but I, I would have to say that this, I, I do think that this is probably their best chance. I, that, I and, agree and quite a long, but it's going to be fascinating. Quite to watch. frankly that I can remember maybe in my lifetime, yeah, you well, know, in your lifetime. Well, I don't. Well, uh, I, I can okay. say like '94 when they had a great year. I wasn't really 
dialed into Penn State okay. from, I was, from my, minute one. My brother's a diehard Penn State fan. Yeah, so I, I watched him. I was amazed, but I wasn't doing preseason previews on okay. him. I remember <laughs> Phil Yabody Cody. All right. That's a pull. Let's go. All right. Uh, folks. All right, look, we're going to go game by game on the schedule. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the Pitt State Nittany Lions 2023 season preview is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, the NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pickup is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in a ton of different markets. Plus, there's plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure you enter Best Ball Mania, where first place gets $3 million. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code SGPN for 100 hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code S G P N and Jahan Dotson's doing good work, right? He's a redskin, right? Um, I'm sorry. Getting twisted. We're back on the college football experience. Just thinking about some of the great players recently from Penn state. I know oh, yeah. he wasn't there last year, but two years ago, two years ago, um, four all time stud, on the receiving stud. List. The Redskins yeah. got a guy. Um, buddy, we're back. We're talking, look at this win total here. Nine and a half wins. You surprised by that? What, what's your first reaction when you see? And by the way, if you're w- hopefully you're watching on YouTube, you'll see the sweet graphics. YouTube.com/slash the college experience. Patty, see what's your first reaction? Smash the over. Yeah, I would say so as well. Let's, I think that's easy. Yeah, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it here because week one, a rivalry, a one, a what? I don't even know if it still counts as a rivalry because they haven't played this shit in so long. I think it counts, right? Yeah. The Mountaineers and Neil Brown are catching 21 fucking points. Unbelievable to me that spread. I mean, look, I think Penn State's going to be good, but 21's a lot. Yeah. It's a huge spread. Um, West Virginia coming into State College. The home field advantage is massive in this game. In fact, home field advantage favors Penn State a lot on this schedule. Uh, I got to go Nittany Lions. I don't think they cover that. But Easy. they could in the fourth quarter. Dude, this schedule's a lock. Yeah. Um, one to know. Yep. Now the Delaware Blue Hens, who did beat an FBS a year ago, watch out. Hello. They're good. Uh, no, Penn State two and zero. Yep. Here's a danger. This one. is the one you circle. This is the one you circle. At Illinois, September sixteenth. This game's awesome. I think Bielma's got Illinois playing really good. And who's running the quarterback over there again? They brought in, well, they had, they brought in John Paddock and they also brought in uh, the Ole Miss transfer. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Mm. The backup, not Jackson dart, but the other guy, uh, man, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I want to say Mordecai, but that's, that's, that's SMU to uh, Wisconsin. Oh, let me see if I can pull that. For um, Either yeah. way, Just type in they Ole don't Miss. have Chase, yeah. uh, Luke Altmyer. Altmyer, there we go. They don't have uh, Chase Brown this year, but like, their quarterback room is certainly better than it was a year ago. Yeah, uh, if I got you're Penn gonna, State winning. It. If you're gonna, you know, this is one that you very much have to be. Yeah, aware of. this is one you, you got to be wary for, and the next one really. This yeah. little two game stretch. But getting Iowa. At Remember home. when Iowa went to State College and won six to four? One of the best <laughs> games in college football <laughs> history. Beautiful. No, but I thought Iowa did a great job in the portal with McNamara, Eric, all some of the other guys they grabbed. Uh, Iowa is it could have a, 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 an undefeated season for all we know. They're a great. Well, especially team. look, I know you're getting them at home, and I was play Iowa on the road is different than Iowa and Iowa City, but still, yeah. this is like this two game stretch for Drew Allure. Yeah, those are the two best Massive. defenses. I think you could argue they're the two best defenses in college football. Yeah. Illinois and Iowa back yeah. to back weeks. I mean, I yeah. don't think you have to argue it. I think statistically, uh, let's take a look at this. They were number two and number three last year. Yeah. Uh, so 
Uh, you're going to learn about your quarterback. Yeah. Prime time by the end of September, seven 30 yeah. Eastern and kick uh, CBS all eyes on state college. Is that the whiteout game this year? Iowa? Is it? I don't know. Probably should be. Uh, well, then four and oh. four and oh, and then Northwestern fired Pat Fitzgerald. He's gone. Uh, I can see Patty Fitzgerald. If Manny Diaz uh, leaves, I don't know though. Penn, in, Penn State's probably particularly aware of. Yeah, it's got to be. He'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but this is a win now because Northwestern's going to be aw- awful. I mean, look, it was probably going to be, be a win before, but you you can never rule out Northwestern and Fitzgerald. But now that he's gone, five and zero oh, going into the bye. Yep. Then Don Brown and UMass come to town. When you think about it, they essentially have three full weeks to prepare for Ohio State. Yeah. They're gonna Northwest UMass by week and then UMass. Three bye weeks in a yeah. row. But two in which they get to, you know, prep. Then they head to the shoe to take on the Buckeyes. This is it. This is the entire season right here. Loss. I w- I hope they win, but it's a loss. They could. They could beat Ohio State. They need to turn the tables on this rivalry. And r- regardless of whether Ohio State tries to be too cool for school and hype their Michigan rivalry as the best in the world, this is a rivalry, and it's a freaking hard. I can't believe one. they didn't protect this. Now the Big Ten just added uh, two more schools. It's not even a fucking conference anymore. It's like yeah. a whole league. Yeah. Stupid, if you Very ask me. Stupid. But my point is, is now they can correct it. Put this game on. Protect this rivalry. Yeah, let's um, go. Every year we want to watch that game. Um, that's what uh, you got a winning. I don't. Okay. Okay. If I have yeah. to hand my loss, I'm going to hand it to Ohio State. Penn State finds a way to lose. They steal defeat from the jaws of victory routinely yeah. against Ohio State. Loss. All right. I actually think they could beat them, but that's a coin flip. But I'll give them the loss. Six and one. Yeah. Now they're home to Indiana. Seven and one. Yep. Here's a dangerous one at Maryland. No, it's not. You well, just, just rattled because <laughs> historically, no, it's not a dangerous one. But uh, nope, not by Tua. it. Was Thirty to nothing last year. Uh, okay, fine. Win. All right, and that's eight and one. Here we go. Three games left, and here we go. Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines come to town. Win. This is the one yeah. loss for the the Wolverines. For the Wolverines, which you know, depending on what Ohio State does. We're assuming Michigan beats uh, uh, Ohio State. In that case, we're looking at a three-way tie. Uh, assuming Penn State wins out, which we'll talk about, but um, and that uh, Michigan and Ohio State all had both had one loss. If Ohio State beats Michigan, though, then this would cost Penn. That would cost Penn State a potential share of the league title. But still, eleven and one. That's a yeah. Uh, ten, now th- that's nine and one. No. Yeah, yeah, nine, nine, nine and one. one. Then they're home to Rutgers, ten and one, and then they get the all-time. This is a classic move, a classic SEC move. They know Penn State's going to be really good this year. The Big Ten and Peacock arranged to move the Michigan State game. I don't know how the fuck Michigan State was on board with this. Out of East Lansing, which Patty C, I'll have you know, had this game been played in East Lansing, I was calling for the upset with Michigan State to yeah. ruin Penn State's season. Now they're moving it to the, and that game was awesome. The last time in East Lansing, remember it was in the snow. Yeah. It's fucking like my favorite it, game of the college football year. That, that year. this is the type of game where home field advantage is, is the edge, you know, cause what it's like depending in college football, this game sucks. I want to say this is one of these NFL bullshit yeah. games in the NFL fuck you, Peacock and fuck you. The big 10. Yeah. Terrible. This game is terrible. I don't want to watch this game. 
Penn State, though, if you're a Penn State fan, you're happy. You're like, hey, we don't have to go, we don't got to go into East Lansing. Yeah, Spartan. I want to yeah. say I don't know. I think it's in Phil Steele's magazine that he lists like the home field advantage. Um, and in in pros, I think it's like three and a half, three three and a half points, maybe maybe even less. But in college, I feel like it's, it's up huge. to like four yeah. four and a half points. Michigan State needs that advantage, and they're giving it up. Unbelievable! I go, think you're right too. Yeah, unbelievable. And go listen. We just had Phil Steele on the show. Go check that out. Uh, I got him beating. Look, if you're a Penn State fan, you're happy because it's at this ridiculous uh, Ford Field, one of the worst places to watch to see a football game, in my opinion. Uh, Penn State wins eleven and one. Give me the over eleven and one. Now, do you see a three way tie uh, for the? Um, I do. Conference championship. Do. Does Penn State get the nod? It, how does that work? I don't even Michigan know. Michigan State. No, but it, how does it work? Oh, here, here's. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's based on rankings. That, um, that, that's terrible. it is stupid. That but is here's so here's one thing that could be a factor here, and I, I know you're gonna laugh at this, but don't I take it seriously for one second, even though it might not be worth listening to. Uh, Penn State easy non-conference slate. Michigan easy ass non-conference slate. Ohio State has to go to Notre Dame early in the season with a new quarterback, a young quarterback. If they lose that, then in the rankings, Ohio State would be lower, and so then it becomes between Michigan and Penn State. And Penn State, if, if Penn State has the head-to-head win on Michigan, they'll jump and, and Penn they'll State's get. Schedule is a lot harder than Michigan's non-con. What does Penn State have non-con? West Virginia, at least it's a rivalry Virginia, game. UMass and Delaware—that's not a hard Dude, non-con. UNLV, ECU, and uh, I mean ECU it's, is a juggernaut. <laughs> and Bowling Green—it's harder only because Michigan's. Dude, is, Delaware would beat Bowling Green by fourteen right now. Maybe they beat. What do you mean? They just beat an FBS. Bowling Green lost to an FCS last year. <laughs> Comparable, I would say. But Bowling Green went bowling. They don't call them Bowling Green for nothing, there, buddy. UMass and UNLV are the same team. Uh, yeah, West Virginia, Penn State has a slight edge on that. So, I mean, look, Penn State, West Virginia is not as bad as people think. They yeah, almost beat TCU. That's, a, that's a, yeah. one actual tough non-conference game that Michigan doesn't have. Um, I think that if Penn State is to get into the uh, Big Ten championship game, they probably win, right? Yeah, and then maybe they're, then they're. Is this this would be their first college football They're invitational? Playing the air raid in Wisconsin, in the in the roller <laughs> that rink, could be interesting. That could be a problem. Yeah, that, that Big Ten title game is fucking terrible Stupid. too. Play that. You're the in Big Chicago. Ten. You're the Big Ten. What are you doing playing in mm. Luke, Lucas Oil? That's another terrible stadium. Big Ten has has no soul. They have no. They soul. lost They're their terrible. soul. They were supposed yeah. to be the tra- uh, the, the conference of tradition. Threw yeah, it all away. They suck. Yeah. They suck. Uh, f- look, Penn State. Over, smash it. Patty C's with on it. I'm on it. I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour, to talk about his experiences to State College, Pennsylvania, and uh, obviously, you know, Happy Valley. Uh, so here's that interview right now. Joining me on the College Football Experience, Penn State Nittany Lions 2023 season preview episode is none other than Michael Barker, aka College Football Campus Tour. What? What? Who, college Football Campus Tour? What is that? Yes, a Twitter page at CFB Campus Tour. You gotta check out because Michael does great work. I call him the King of College Football Games, or, or I'm sorry, the King of College Football Stadiums. Uh, and, and yeah, he, he's been to every single FBS stadium. He's been the most, the FCS, been the D two D three stadiums. And he documents it all at his page. It's not just like an idiot's page. That's just like, Hey, I'm at a bar and I'm at, I'm at the game with the beer. No, 
it's it's professionally done. It's well done. It talks about the history of the stadiums. Uh, he has the photo of the game. It's absolutely fantastic. Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show to talk a little Beaver Stadium at Penn State, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you for having me. On my header on Twitter, it says "Not an Idiots" page, so we're perfectly on the same page. <laughs> and you know, Beaver Stadium, the elite of the elite. So this is a, a great one to talk about. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, Penn State. You know, the, what this this what uh, it's it surprised me a little bit when I was doing the when I was pulling up the the Wikipedia page that it broke ground in 1959. But tell me about this history of the stadium. So it broke ground in 1959. Uh, it had original capacity of 46,000. They took a lot of the pieces from the old stadium, moved it across campus to start out with the shell of the new stadium. Uh, it's grown to 106,000 seats. It's the second largest stadium in all of college football behind Michigan, actually second largest in the entire Western hemisphere. There's the fourth largest in the world. Uh, the, you know, it's very famous for the whiteout. Uh, the whiteout originated in 2002, and it was a way to try to offset Nebraska fans coming and turning the stadium red. They call Nebraska the Sea of Red at home. Uh, the first whiteout was actually blue. They did blue, and it was a success. And within two years, 2004 versus Purdue, they turned it into white, and we know it as the whiteout ever since. Uh, they, if you go there pregame, it, it's electric. Uh, you know, I shot a video. I went to the whiteout last year against Minnesota and they shoot fireworks from behind both press boxes, both end zones. It's like 45 seconds. It's absolute mayhem. And uh, Beaver stadium is set to get even better. There's a $700 million renovation project that was announced this year. It's supposed to be ready by 2027. Uh, it's focused on the West side of the stadium uh, new suites, and one big thing is to improve congestion. Uh, you talk about a stadium that started at 46,000 seats and now is more than double that. You get caught on the lower level in a whiteout, it's very hard to maneuver. So uh, it's going to take a lot of money to fix that. But if they can do uh, do that, not only is it a great college football stadium, electric atmosphere, but it becomes much more easy to navigate, which would be great. Yeah, and look, I was gonna go to. <laughs> it's a funny story. Uh, me and my my brother uh, NC Nick that hosts the show with me. Um, we were planning us and a bunch of friends to go to a Penn State uh, game. It was Nebraska at Penn State, and it happened to be the game that uh, the the game after Joe Paterno and everything went you know, Sandusky and everything. So. Uh, Needless to say, we didn't end up making it to that game because of the chaotic scene that was going on. But I, I remember even lo even looking at hotels around there, it's just it was a challenge. So it is definitely remote. I can see how the traffic could be an issue. Uh, how many times have you been to the stadium, man? So I've been there for two whiteouts, and you just kind of reminded me of a story. So I went there in the spring. I want to say like 2019. I was on vacation with my brother. Uh, I wanted to go to some metal concerts out in Pennsylvania. And I saw that there was a spring game at uh, Penn State. And my brother's not a huge football fan, but I was trying to get him to go. We're driving in to, uh, into town, and there was somebody on the side of the road with a sign that said, need two tickets. And I was like, this is a spring game, and they need two tickets? So it just shows you the amount of – I mean, they have 100,000 people. They could fit 150, no problem. So uh, – been to two whiteouts and went to the one last year versus Minnesota blowout, uh, big win. It was a great experience just to go.
go there anytime. But the best game I went to was actually 2018. It was versus Ohio State. It's the record crowd ever at Beaver Stadium, 110-889. And it was a, a classic game. Penn State with Trace McSorley, Saquon Barkley. They were leading 27-14 going in the fourth quarter. And uh, Dwayne Haskins, RIP, led two fourth-quarter touchdown drives, and they won 28-27. And K.J. Hill scored the game-winning touchdown. And when he went into the end zone, he came right towards my section, and he went Shh, to the crowd, and 111,000 people went silent. And so – Bad moment for Penn State, but just the the up and down, the ebbs and flows of college football. It was one of the best games, you know, I personally ever experienced. Yeah, I bet, man. I gotta get to a, I gotta get to a whiteout. I gotta get over there for it. Penn State does college football right, and so does Michael Barker. Folks, give him a follow on Twitter at CFB Campus Tour. I'm telling you, it is a must follow if you love college football. If not, if not, you're failing. You're failing at the uh, fandom for college football. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Just gonna go ahead and say it. So at CFB Campus Tour, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show, and maybe one day we can get out. Well, you know, you've already been there twice. I haven't been there, but hopefully we can meet sometime uh, during a whiteout, man. Yeah, this will be a good one. Let's do it. Thank you for having me, Colby. Anytime, brother. Take care, Michael Barker, Patty C. We got to get out to State College. I was gonna go. I was gonna go. I had it all ready <laughs> to go. Freaking hilarious. Had to call the old Audible. What, what um, a scene that would have been to uh, roll up on. Can you imagine if I was already there and that already oh happened? That would have been terrible. But uh, look, I'm on the over. Patty C's on the over. Well, let me throw something out here What's real that? quick. What's that? I'm gonna list the teams in terms. Of, by the way, Penn State number seven all time on the college football uh, FBS wins list. And that's with some uh, wins taken away from them. Um, I'm going to read off the other teams that make up the lot, the top 15 of this list or so. Uh, and you tell me if they've had a national championship in the 30, the last 30 years, Michigan. Yes. Ohio state. Yes. Alabama. Yes. Notre Dame. No, no, but they've been in one. Um, that was a fake one. Yeah. True. Yeah. Texas. Yes. Oklahoma. Yes. Nebraska. Yes. Georgia. Yes. USC. Yes. Tennessee. Yes. LSU. Yes. Auburn. Yes. Clemson. Yes. Penn state is on the higher end of that. And for some reason can't find themselves even in a national championship game, let alone winning one. This is a program that is due (laughs) quite frankly. They're very due. Maybe this is the year. Maybe it is. Look, they're plus four fifty to win the big 10 East. Not win the Big Ten championship, but I guess you should just take them to win the Big Ten champ, uh, the the whole Big Ten. If you're going to bet that, because you're probably going to be playing Iowa, so plus five fifty to win the Big Ten. Let's go! I'm on the over. Patty C's on the over. It's going to be fun to watch this year, man. It's going to be really fun to watch the folks at State College. Uh, so, folks, uh, yeah, check us out. Uh, subscribe to the college football experience. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Patty C's on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck they're calling it now at <laughs> Patty C eight, three, one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D and, uh, and I mean, folks subscribe youtube.com slash the college experience. Watch the episodes live. We're breaking down all 133 college football teams. We also, I mean, so where, or if you're listening to this in the car, wherever podcasts can be found, the college football experience. We also host the FCS college football experience for all you Duquesne fans out there and Robert Morris fans and Villanova. Who knows? 
Delaware. Maybe you want to scoop on Delaware. We got you. All right. Check it out there. Uh, also the college basketball experience. I know Mike Shrewsbury is out, but I kind of like to hire a Mike Rhodes there coming in from VCU. I know he brings in ace Baldwin. We're going to talk all about it on we the college the, basketball uh, experience, college wrestling experience. We'd be focused on Penn state week in and week out. Yeah, you can handle that one. All right. Uh, look, uh, no, but uh, but honestly, Penn State's great at that. So check out the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience, Big Twelve experience. We got all these ones out there. Check it out, uh, sportsgalingpodcast.com. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, yeah. Sportsgaling. Check out that website too. Get the SGPN app is what I was trying to say. It's free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. Go check out the Phil Steele uh, episode that we just dropped. We got Randy Cross penciled in for this week to talk a little ball. Folks, until next wow. time, this is the college football experience, Pitt State Nittany Lions style. You better start thinking about yours, and we out of here. Run and shoot.